Warning. Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews contains adult content and language. beginning of the show there but uh was that, that motherfucker was fired <laughs> up was that gene motherfucking simmons well speaking of gene simmons um we can probably almost rest assured that greedy bastard's going to try to sue us for that because i'm sure somewhere down the line he's probably got that coined and trademarked so but on the flip side of that that'll at least get this show some fucking notoriety and publicity that it very well deserves it would well but two things though this show doesn't make any money and we love kiss and this is publicity for kiss well yeah i know but is gene gonna look at it that way <laughs> i don't know i mean come on let's ask ace or peter i know i mean i'm sure if we had uh, here if i had him on speed dial and we called him you know what we'd hear fucking crickets because they would agree with what we're saying uh before we get in the show since we're talking about this should we definitively rank our favorite kiss members um, I'm for it. I know what my order is. Um, let's do it. Okay, I'm going Ace, Peter, Paul. Sorry, stop. We're already different. <laughs> Ace, obviously top, right? I'm with you right there. But I'm going Paul second. Paul second? Yeah. I'm. I was going from the nice guy aspect. I well, I used to be less of a Paul guy, but I'm in a total Kiss phase. Like you know this. Like recently, I've been listening to a bunch of Kiss. Um. I'm much more of a Paul fan than I used to be. Okay. I mean, if he's going character-wise, Gene's got to be up yeah. there. Also, but, you don't have to go all original. This can be anybody. Uh, well, I like the Kulik years. I did, too. That's um, the thing. I, I mean, I like Tommy Thayer better when he was with his other band, Black and Blue. Right. Not, not trying to be Ace Fraley, but right. hey, dude's got to get a paycheck. I understand. Can we talk about the Vinnie Vincent years? Like there's some really good songs there. There are, you and, know. I know it's short lived, but, but I would. I don't want to get into that too much because I know there's um, two albums in particular yeah. that I would like to yeah, review yeah, yeah. at some point for so sure. But I'm just talking one. about for the. For oh these no, rankings, I mean right? Vinny was great, but the dude was like self destructive. Yeah, he was a bit of a train wreck. Unfortunately, that, that's why he was not in the van, not in the band very long. Good. Googly moogly, them Heinekens are kicking in today, o- folks. Or the van, they kicked him out. So we both got Ace up top. Oh, then, fuck yeah, Ace, man. Then I- you have Peter, and then I've got Paul, and you have Paul third. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and I'm going to go Eric Carr third. He, oh, yeah, I forgot about the Birdman. Right. Uh, the Birdman was great. Yeah. But, you know, and that's something else, too. That's what was so cool about Kiss then... They were doing different personas. Absolutely. And honestly, I mean... Was it Vinny or Eric St. John that did, like, the Egyptian symbols? You know what I'm talking about, remember? Like the... Vinny had, I think, Vinny come in, because Ace got fired, I think, before Creatures of the Night, the tour, actually. They yeah, started yeah, so the he tour. Re- he recorded most of that record, Yeah, but he didn't play on the tour, right? That's yeah, when Vinny came in? and then Vinny came yeah. in, and then he was the Egyptian guy, okay. and then after that, they came out with Lick It Up, right, and right. the makeup was gone. Um, and I think, honestly, I for- love, I love Lick It Up. 
It's a good That's album. That's one of my favorite yeah. Kiss records. But I think for the whole makeup deal, yeah, it was. I don't know. I, I guess it was time for it to come off, but it was kind it, of a it, bummer. It. It. I mean, we'll we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, but I totally agree. One thing though, since we're out here in the weeds, I do kind of wish that with all the different members that have gone in and out of Kiss, I wish they would have done their own persona for all of them. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with that. Um. But, but hey, if you haven't figured it out yet, folks, uh, we are in season three, show number six. We are doing Kiss Destroyer this week. Hell yes, we are. Um, I know uh, my brother, Mr. Brent Chance, has been waiting on this one. Uh, Cousin Dave, he's been hinting around about wanting some kiss it's a classic record i could like i would have no problem doing like half a season on kiss records i mean we could you know but hey um before we even get started yep let's give a big shout out to our good compadre mr smoking computer what's up buddy fuck that guy i know man he is He's been he's been keeping on the straight and narrow this week. Or, ba- well, the last though, couple weeks, right? actually. Um, but hey, we're going to bring to you to the day. Um, <laughs> Trav borrowed my copy, so we do not have that copy actually in front of us right now. But keep it quiet, folks. I still have one of the original. It's the cover only of one of the ones I bootlegged from my brother, Mr. Brent Chance, probably back in 78, 79, something like that. I do not have the OG vinyl, but, but I have the OG cover. Yeah, so we've, this is the whole uh, a mishmash because I have the 45th anniversary, the resurrected version. And what we're going to really judge a show off of is one that I found. It, I, I believe it to be the 2014 reissue that was on a 180 gram uh, vinyl. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, uh, we'll get into it. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we'll this. Out, I. I tell you what. Uh, I think the guy at the very beginning. He, he's pretty excited to do this one. I think. <laughs> uh, that would be me, folks. Uh, it's a it's a fucking great record. Like, I feel like a kid. Every time I listen, that's part of the reason I love Kiss so much. Yeah, and I mean, and stop and think about it for a minute. Back when, like, they were like on top of the world. Yep. You know, we only was getting about three, maybe four, on a good day TV channels at the time. That's right. And you know, so all we really knew them from was the music, really. But then that everybody I think up in Ohio seen that one episode of was it something like the today show or something that they actually performed I, I, on? you know i was just going to bring that up and oh, then also Lord. around that same time i was home from school one day i w- think i was in kindergarten this is probably like 80 right uh in like the local cleveland morning show after the morning news because kiss was playing in cleveland that night i'm assuming at richfield uh gene and paul walk in you know i'm five and I'm sitting there sick on the couch, you know, eating my cinnamon toast. And I see them in full kiss garb walk in. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, this is it. This, <laughs> I'm five and I'm thinking, this is what I've been waiting for my whole five years of life. I know. It, it was great times, folks. Great times. Well, um, I'm going to hand it to Trav for a second. I'm going to get into the beers, brews, and vinyl reviews beer vault. 
Now, I'm going to warn you, yeah. my wife, your sister, picked out the beers for this week, so I have no freaking clue. Yeah, we're trying to mix it up a little bit, um, keep it exciting. And it is awful hard, folks, to try to bring you all some, some weird, swaggy shit, because I think we pretty much cleaned North Carolina out, but it we're, is. we're still searching, but it's it's hard. It's getting harder to find stuff, and we, we like, I like to drink a lot of local craft stuff. I don't want to do a review of that every week because... Um, well, they're if, tall, tall boys, I can tell you that. If you're listening in Norway, it's going to be difficult to get some sort of local North Carolina beer that I'm talking about, so we try to keep it international. <laughs> okay, she did drop the hint that she thought that we may have done this already. Yeah. We have. We have. Are we doubling up? We're doubling up on this one, but I think it was a good call for this album and era for mm-hmm. Kiss. Oh. <laughs> she yeah, did course. good, I think. Yeah. I mean, we're going to rock and roll all day and party all night with these tall boys. With the tall boys of the champagne of beers, folks. We did this with uh, Duran Duran. Yes, because I felt that we couldn't afford real champagne, so we might as well have the champagne of beers, but oh, we, we ain't even going to waste time on this one. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to review this. We're just going to... We're going to crack it. Enjoy them. And enjoy them. Cheers. God, what are those? 24s. Yeah, the big dogs. 24 OZs of the high life. The champagne of beers. We need a couple straws for these for this episode. Yeah. Remember back in the day when we were little, those little curly <sighs> curly straw things? Fucking those would have went awesome with this album as well. Can we get a couple of those those beer hats while we're recording and just set them in there? <laughs> of the straws? Hey, as long as we don't have like Ishmael with the uh, Jack Daniels <laughs> and the uh, Coke, uh, you know. Yeah. Coca-Cola for all you dirty minds out there. <laughs> Not the cocaine Yeah, you know, Rick James said that cocaine's a hell of a drug, folks. <laughs> oh, shit. Should we get going? Uh, the champagne of beers, folks. It's still very drinkable, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't mind it. No. I don't think it's hateful. Nope. All right. Well, let's get into uh, Kiss Destroyer. Yep. Um, the original was released on March 15th, 1976. I was like... Not even born yet. I was born. Wait, are you 75 or 76? I was born in 75. Oh, yes. all right. Okay. Um, but I was I was, I was, was pretty year incoherent mm-hmm. about anything around those times. I was, I'm sure I was still shitting green for sure. <laughs> And shit in my pants. Kind of like Al Roker. <laughs> I was like 18 months then. I was already listening to Kiss, going to shows and stuff. Yeah, right. Drinking Tall Boys. Right. <laughs> Don't forget, folks, his first show ever was fucking Air Supply. But I got to give him props. I can't bust his balls too much because at least he was able to go to shows. Well, let's get yeah. into this fucking album cover and artwork. Yeah, let's do it. Um, what'd you give it? Five. Okay, I was gonna say anything less would be uncivilized. I mean, fucking hands down, five. Like, but I, I just want to add. Yeah, I also gave it a five. But it, to me, it is not the best Kiss album cover ever, though. No, and I know you and I, and both I'm not going to reveal it. But there's we, we more. can we can talk about that in a minute. I actually think this is the third best al- Kiss album cover. But I also think this is one of the best album covers of all time. But it's not the best Kiss album cover. But also, the back cover is fucking way ahead of its time. Like, it's that sort of, like, Lord of the Rings, like, mythical, you know what I mean? It's, like, fiery and lava and shit. Every fucking metal band 
has copied it. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Well, shit. If you look at the back, it look it reminds you of Dio. Absolutely. I, I, what was that one? Pick any genre last? of metal, and you can pick like seven bands off the top of your head that have recreated yeah. this. You I mean, because it it resembles on the back like Dio. Wasn't it last in line? Yeah, or something like that. Um, and I'm not. I'm, I'm not busting any band that's recreated this because it is fucking awesome it and it's is. classic, right? I mean, and what's cool about this cover is you could slap that fucker in a frame. Yeah. It's, oh. it's great wall art. I mean, it's... Because didn't they... Wasn't they one of the first bands to really like throw posters and shit in their albums back in the 70s? Yeah. So this was 76 and there weren't a lot of bands doing that. And uh, they really kind of kicked off... You know, there weren't a ton of like gatefold records then. Either. I know this isn't a gatefold, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. it became much more... Like, really, what one of the reasons vinyl is so popular today, you know, you get a record like a gatefold, you might get a poster in it and stuff, you might get colored vinyl, like, it's a whole thing, right? I feel like Kiss sort of got that going a little bit. No, I get it. I honestly, I I mean, you know, like I said, I gave it a five. It's a fucking classic. Um, The colors on it are freaking bright, like they're jumping out at you. The band's jumping out at you. Absolutely. Um, the back's cool, like you said, you know, with the buildings on fire and stuff. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's iconic, you know, is all I can say about it. It the, totally is. And we don't... The, the we, two-tone logo, yeah, I mean... right. It's classic. My KISS shirt is that, this one, the KISS Destroyer logo, and that's it. Like, it just, it's that, and I love it, right? Yeah. But, but also, we don't have a section for this. I think Destroyer is one of the best album titles of all time. It's super simple, right? Yeah. It's just great. And I'm just going to throw it out there. Yeah. Now, um, on the Destroyer Resurrected remix of this album, which was put out, I think it was originally done in 2012. I think Walmart got the exclusive rights to put it out on orange vinyl in 2019. That's a copy that I have. And I'm not going to go into how it sounds because I've never heard it, but... I can go into that. That album there featured the actual uh, King Kelly original cover art that was supposed to be for this album, but Casablanca didn't like it, so they changed it. And I love it better because that other one has them in their alive outfits. Yeah. And this one has them in their... They stayed in these outfits, I think, from this point until they took the makeup off, right? Yeah, but and that's what... Like, right before we we, uh, hit record, you and I were talking about that. We both prefer this cover to what was supposed to be the original cover. Yeah, I, you know? I think it's a lot better. Because um, it's also the the uh, other cover has a little bit of a frame around it. I, I, this, the way it is, looks great. And they have their classic Kiss costumes. But uh, um, that resurrected version sounds like total shit. If you have an opportunity to pick up this record, which is millions of impressed, get an OG copy or Brandon's like uh, the 214 uh, remastered version. Yeah, the t- the 2014. I think it, the hype sticker on it said something about it was the actual first reissue yeah. since something. So I mean, I've seen both variants yeah. out there. Yeah, I mean they're all. The, but we'll get to that when we get to that <laughs> section. But I just wanted that's important. Like like I can't stress enough how bad the version I have sounds uh, compared to Brandon's. And then compared to the original. All right. Anyway. All right. Well, let's get into the strong tracks. You want me to start this one? Sure. 
I'm gonna have some of this champagne of beers. Do it. It's delicious. Uh, I gave it a five. <laughs> this album's so good. Um, there's a ton. Like one thing I think about this record. A lot of people. This is probably their favorite Kiss record, right? Or one of. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, looking back, it's probably the first one that I really remember ever hearing. Yeah. Yeah. Same. You know. So um, it holds a special place in my heart for absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Uh, so this this was fun to pick out strong tracks on this. Uh, I w- waffled a little bit, but not too much. Uh, I was pretty dialed in. Um, I got three, right? So King of the Nighttime World, God of Thunder, and Do You Love Me? Okay. What well, do you think? I'm, I'm good with that. Um, I mean, I gave my strong tracks a four and a half. Yeah. Because, you know, I just scored it down only because got to throw one away. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, you know, the singles from this album was Shout It Out Loud, Got a Thunder, Detroit Rock City, and Flaming Youth. Which, you know, Flaming Youth, it was a weak single, but it's an okay song. So, there's more cuts on Don't talk too much shit on that song because I might dip into that a little bit later. Well, I'm sure you might. (laughs) But that's what I'm saying. I mean, I just threw the strong tracks out there as pretty much the singles. But, I mean, it's this one's kind of like last week's episode. I kind of think side two almost overtakes side one. Yeah, it's... Almost, you know. It's close, right? It, it This one is a real tight one there. Um, But, I mean, to be fair, like the... The popular songs of this, you know, Detroit Rock City, um, Shout It Out Loud. I've heard them too many times, so I discount those. And those are there's one of those on each side, right? So I discount yeah, those I mean, and just look at the I other songs. I get it, but it's like a lot of albums that we do. You know, some people, they just get fixated on, hey, that's what I heard on the radio. That's what I like. Right. And I think, you know, this album is deeper than that for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, so which one's your favorite? My favorite track, of course, got a five. Yeah. It's the king of the nighttime world. That's a fucking great song, right? You know, I went through a million sets of air guitar strings and guitars on that one alone. Um, and I, I mean, like when I was little, um, I don't know, I was probably two and a half, three, somewhere around there. I mean, we had a babysitter. Yeah. So mom and them went out. I had this playing on my turntable in my room and uh i just got like this little acoustic guitar for christmas i know i've told you this story before but it's a good story though um i'm up on the bed right and i'm jamming out and honestly it might have been the alive 2 version of it to be honest with you but it was this or alive 2 yeah i'm up on the bed i'm air guitaring out and i had a wooden rocking chair in my room and uh all of a sudden, you know, it the song's coming to an end, and I had seen something, you know, where they were busting the instruments. Yeah. So, man, I just start wowing out and just blasting the fuck out of this little acoustic guitar that I had. And it could have been Kiss. Like, remember, Paul used to smash his yeah. guitars around this time, right? Yeah, and uh, it freaking shattered the shit out of that. And our babysitter, I'll never forget, uh, Ricky Windsor. I don't know if he's still with us <laughs> on Earth or not. I haven't seen him in many years, but... He comes running in my room, you know, just screaming, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm just looking at him like, man, I'm just, you know, playing Kiss. 
and he puts it back in the box, puts it back up in the top of my closet. And then, you know, a couple weeks go by, and my dad, he's like, hey, go get that guitar that I got you. And I'm like, no. <laughs> he's like, why not? I said, nah, I can't reach it. So he goes in, gets it, pulls this thing out of the box, and it's in fucking a million pieces. And boy, I got my ass wore out, but man, I had the time of my life playing the shit out of it. Fuck yeah. And, you know, that song, it was a cover of a Hollywood star song, but Kiss owned it and made it fucking rock. Um, Yeah, I mean, shit. Uh, that's my second favorite uh, track on this record. Um, I think it's fucking great. And I, I try to avoid, for my favorite track, picking a single, right? Because it's... It's too obvious, but God of Thunder, I had to go with it, right? No, it's a great song. And you know what is crazy? Like, I'm more of a Paul fan than a Gene fan, but my, like, three or four favorite Kiss songs are all Gene songs, you know? Oh, yeah. But overall, I'm more of a Paul fan, but that song's fucking good. When I saw them uh, in 2000, the only time I've ever seen them, all original, right? When it was at nationwide arena in columbus everything went dark god of thunder started lights came back up and gene's up on top of like the lighting rig you know what i mean like doing his bit then he's you know on the wires and stuff yeah. and it's like fuck yeah i felt like i was you know 10 years old or five okay, years yeah. old again All that's right. so fucking good um we gonna throw one away or there's, there's, there is one on here to throw away. It stands out like a sore fucking thumb. I think we're going to agree on this one. Yeah. So, what did you give? Great expectations. I gave great expectations <laughs> a two. So did I. I. Gave it a two. Yeah. It's um. Um. I just said that it's boring, and for me, it comes right after "God of Thunder," which is my favorite track on the record. But right? it's like we talked about last week with the Trace Ombres episode. Yeah. Um. You know, glad they put a shitty song on the end of side one so you can grab that beer and take a piss. Hey, do you ever think about this? Do you feel like they do that sometimes on purpose? Like when these, a lot of these Kiss records are pretty short, right? Yeah. Just so they could make that 30 minute mark so it's a full length. They could. You know? And plus this, to me, felt like Gene's attempt at trying to pull off a song Meatloaf would have rocked the shit out of, yeah. to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah, no, I can see that. And also, like this was back in the time, they, you know, Alive came out in 75, this came out in 76, and then Rock and Roll Over also came out in 76. You yeah, know what I mean? Were, like, they were cranking them out. Yeah, they, this, I don't know, I'll get into it in here shortly, but uh, this album here was like, this was yeah the launch pad, I think. Oh, it absolutely was, but you go back and look at their discography, and especially, the, really, like, all the way up until the late 80s, they were cranking out records. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially like late 70s and early 80s. It was every year or every other year. Yeah. You know? And like I just said, sometimes two in one year. And honestly, I think a lot of uh, the leftover stuff off of this album, I think they ended up using most of it on Gene's solo album. Oh, uh, really? I, I, I think I read that somewhere once. Oh, yeah. Because this was 76. The solo albums were 78, right? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. So, we going to deep cuts? Yeah, we are. Uh, you got to give those a five. I did, too. What do you got? Well, even though it was my favorite song, King of the Nighttime World, you <coughs> never heard that on the radio. No. Beth was a fucking... It wasn't a single. Um, do You Love Me is fucking killer. Um, Hold on. 
it's weird that Beth wasn't a single. I know. Right? That's like one of their biggest yeah. songs, you know, to date. But um, it was never a single, and I don't think it even gained traction after they released it on this. I think that came later. So what did you say after Beth? Uh, do You Love Me? Yeah. I mean, it's a fucking killer track. Um, Sweet Pain's a good filler song um, on side two, you know, right before side two takes the fuck off. Yep. Um, and the placement of Beth is perfect because uh, you go um, shit. Let me let me see that cover. Real yeah, it's right after Shout It Out Loud, right? Well, let's see. On on side two, you start off with Flaming Youth. You go Sweet Pain, and then it goes Shout It Out Loud, Beth, and Do You Love Me, which on the OG and I cannot remember for my life if it happens on the 2014 reissue we have. Um. It goes into, uh, what is it, Rock and Roll Party? Yeah. But it's really just like a little instrumental thing. So yeah, it's like an instrumental outro. If, you know, that there I could do with or without. But, no yeah, deal. I mean, it's 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 fine. It's fun to listen to. Yeah. Um, We were we were pretty close here, you know. It, like, I've got uh, Flame and Youth. That, that riff is fucking great, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a good song. I, I just, it's, you know... And then uh, I have Do You Love Me and Sweet Pain, same as you. Um, and so I ended up I had two Paul songs in one Gene song as my uh, my deep cuts, <laughs> right? Yeah. So we're going to roll the production and overall sound rating. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, so I gave it a four, but it could have been like a three and a half. Here's one thing about Kiss, especially everything like pre-lick it up i don't think any of them were recorded really well right um uh and and your copy uh is a nice copy my reissue sounds like shit so i'm discounting that entirely i'm just saying i don't think their early stuff you know some of their best stuff obviously is the casablanca years right but i don't think that those records are recorded all that well. Well, Casablanca wasn't a yeah. super huge company. Yeah. I mean, right. if you stop and think about it, what was it? Kiss and was it uh, Diana uh, Donna Summer? Yeah, maybe? yeah. Or somebody, Diana somebody Roth? like that. Something was on there, and those were like their only two. Cash I mean, Casablanca cows. was ready to go under before Alive, right? Like that's kind of what kept them afloat. Is yeah, that right? Yeah, and then the success of that, um, I think Kiss signed like another two album deal with them. Yeah, just uh you know, keep them going or something. I don't know. But Kiss stayed with them because they were loyal enough yeah. to support Kiss. Yeah, which is cool. You know, so. It, I just, and none of the records, these earlier records are horrible sounding, but they're just not fantastically recorded records. Well, I mean, I, I understand. I agree with what you said. I just, I threw a five out there, though, just because. I think that's your heart. That's your heart talking yeah, right there. Yeah, it is. It, it 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 brought back the memories of being two or three years old, you know, rocking out to an album that you heard a million times from your big brother's room. Right. I mean, tell me you don't air drum, do you love me? Of course. I mean, you know, and I mean, and then like on the beginning of the King of the Nighttime World, when Ace does his little guitar thing, and then at the beginning, it's just going, wah, 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 yeah. wah. You tell me you ain't air guitar in that shit. I am. I'm 46, I mean, and I still do it every I time. I do it every fucking time I hear that shit. 
because my wife, your sister, knows if we're playing darts and a Kiss song comes on and Ace is in the middle of his solo, I will not throw my dart until I play that air guitar solo. That's right. So, I mean, you know, yeah, I get I scored it high because of nostalgia reasons. I know that. Yep. But uh, what'd you give the overall listening experience? A five. I mean, it's like we've talked about this whole episode. Like, we're both classic Kiss fans. We grew up with them. There's a reason that they endure. You know what I mean? Um, they're, it's fucking great. What about you? Well, I mean, I gave it a five, of course. Yeah. You know, this is the album that shot them to superstardom. Yep. You know, and I'd say this album, Alive 2, and Double Platinum are must-haves. And I can't remember, like I said, if Rock and Roll Party is on the reissue or not. Um, I almost think it was, but, I mean, it's neither here nor there. It's not going to change anything anyway. But, um, yeah, I mean... It, I mean, it's fucking Kiss Destroyer, folks. I mean, great stuff. It's absolute classic. Before we get to ever see them live, let's tell people, we said this is our second favorite or third favorite Kiss album cover. Tell people what the best Kiss album cover is. I mean, hands down, the best, and I think the the coolest Kiss album cover has to be freaking Dressed to Kill. It is so fucking cool. I mean, it's black and white. Yep. You got all the guys in full makeup, and they're all wearing these cheesy ass looking press suits. Like they're in the corner of New York City, just like yeah, it's, it's, just chilling. It's one of my favorite all time album covers, and it's, it's just so cool because you know they went from that to the comic book yeah looking kiss. You know, I've always said. It would be super fun if they would do like a tour or some shows when they were in full makeup wearing those suits, right? The suits are fucking badass, man. I mean, like I said, that to me, that's my favorite uh, Kiss album cover ever. Yeah. And also, Dress to Kill is an awesome album title, right? It could be a future show. Never know. Um, you know, we get wild and crazy around here, folks. Although it's it's kind of a shitty record. <laughs> a couple songs. like Yeah. And... And, you know, I I think that, too, about um, even, like, the Kiss records into the 80s, you know, there's a few of them that are solid, you know, throughout. Yeah. And then there are other ones where it's like you can just cherry pick a song or a couple songs and, you I know. I 100% agree. Once you get past, what, 79, uh, the records are all recorded much better right they you know they got some really talented guys playing with them too but then you're looking at like two good songs on a record yeah and, and, and it's and, one of those because they were still cranking them out regularly right it's one of those things maybe they should have done fewer records and just had the the better songs. maybe do a record every three years and just take these but you also got to take into account too I, I i get the whole uh gene and paul wanted to keep the train rolling right and then you got Ace and Peter, you know, they wanted to have some downtime. You know, they both had their problems, you know. Yeah. And then that's why they would end up dragging in all kinds of, like, studio guys or other musicians to do the albums. And then Ace and them would just pretty much go out on tour. And I think a lot of that, though, is just what just tore the band apart. I mean, uh, it is because not to, to butt in, but I'm going to. Uh, 
a lot of these records, once we get late seventies, early eighties, it's people playing aren't the same people that are listed as oh, playing. No. You know what I mean? Like, but then the other thing is too, if you uh, take into account um, a lot of what we just talked about. Oh shit! I lost my train of thought. Fuck! He interrupted me when I was on a heater, folks. <laughs> oh, um, but if you stop and think about Kiss as a whole. They're not trained musicians. These were just four guys that had a dream that wanted to be fucking rock stars. Yeah. And that none of them were educated musicians. Yep. And I'm sorry, man. If, uh, you know, you can play like fucking Ace Frehley and make a fucking career out of it and a living. Hey, I'm all for it, man. Absolutely. But that's, uh, what was it? Uh, Bob Ezrin, you know, he fucking made a boot camp on this album yeah to where they had to fucking learn like some music theory and shit like that which it probably helped them in the long run yeah kind of kicked him in the ass but who was it like gene said afterward that it kind of sucked but he's glad that they went through it right yeah. made them better players it was him or paul probably yeah. but you know to me i think once they started doing all that too it just took away some of the the fun innocence that was kiss it's it's weird you know there's definitely different eras of kiss and you're totally right about that like this era is still when it's like oh honestly right? if if we want to throw okay who's the most technical guitar player out of all of them bruce kulik bruce wins kulik. hands down right you know and if you want the best drummer you got to go eric singer yeah i mean and who also where's he from i don't know where he's he an from? ohio boy right oh, i think so <laughs> But, uh, you know, Eric Carr was awesome. Yeah, he was. And he did. He brought in a, a breath of fresh air for this band. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, but the thing was, Peter never set out like he was the greatest drummer in the world. No, I mean, and, I, I love this classic lineup, but my favorite Kiss lineup is with Bruce and Eric Carr. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, Creature, I, I mean, you know. That's my favorite record. I know, Creatures but, of the Night. Uh. That was mostly Vinny on that one, right? Like uh, Ace is is credited, but I think Vinny played most of the guitar tracks. I think that. he did. Yeah. And see, those ones there get all fuzzy because you really uh, get. That's that's what I'm talking about. Like those records in those early '80s years, you look at it, like who played, and it's not that. Then I mean, you like read about it, and there's like six other people that played so, on it. So basically, if you if you were to take Kiss, um. Okay, so if you, I mean, it's not a killer album by no means, but if you went Crazy Nights, yeah, and then anything after that, up until Revenge, was fucking just a turd, right? And Revenge was, to me, I thought Revenge was like their fucking comeback album, and if you stop and look and do a little research, folks, who wrote most of the fucking good songs off of that? None other than Vinny fucking Vincent. Yeah. So, you know, they kicked the guy out of the band, but they still use his shit, you know. So, I don't know. They're, I've always thought there's some weird dynamic with who's been in and out of Kiss and yeah, stuff like that. But, hey, that's what keeps them mysterious, folks. Yeah. So, yes, I've seen them live. You've seen them live. Um, yeah. I've seen them in 96 on the reunion tour. Um, I thought it was phenomenal. I gave it a five. Um, you see him in Cleveland? Yeah, it was uh, when it was still called Gund Arena in yeah. Cleveland. Um, yeah, I saw him in 2000, uh, all original too. Um, 
It's fucking amazing. And, and honestly, I think when I seen that show, when uh, me and my buddy that went, uh, Darren Lemon up in Mansfield, Ohio. How you doing, buddy? Um, we was walking through. You remember how Jacobs Field was like had that little alleyway between that and, and Gun Arena? Yeah. yeah. So we're walking through there, and like on the backside, I believe it was the Kiss uh, tribute band, uh, Mr. Speed was playing. So we got to watch a little bit of that. And then, you know, we went into the show, and it was fucking awesome. I yeah. mean, it made you feel like a little fucking kid again. That's great. You know, I also saw in 2017, I saw a uh, solo out in Vegas, um, and he had a bunch of young guys playing with him. And he played, you know, all of his, yeah, his songs. And Ace it was, does all of his shit. And he was still fucking killing it. Oh, right? yeah. Like, and honestly, I honestly think um, since Ace has got clean. Yeah. I think he's way cooler than what he was back then because uh oh yeah like two two things about ace right so when we saw him he's probably the most down-to-earth motherfucker you would ever meet not that i've met him but i just feel that he comes out you know he's wearing sunglasses and like wearing black leather jacket super cool uh he's also and he wasn't wearing like kiss boots but he's way taller than you would think yeah right like he's kind of a big guy um but um, and he just fucking he was still you know playing like Les Pauls through through yeah. he had two Marshall stacks and was just and fucking killing I can't it. remember um, what year me and uh, my wife your sister uh, seen him because I heard on the radio that Ace was coming to uh, shit I think it was Deepak or the Carolina Theater one of the two yeah uh, and I told her I said we gotta fucking go and I got the tickets like that day and. You know, fuck, I was blown the fuck away, man. Yeah. I think it was Carolina Theater where he was at. Yeah, it was. And, uh, man, it just fucking blew my mind because I had forgot how many of the early Kiss songs that Ace actually wrote. Right. And they were Ace songs. Yeah. But Ace wasn't, he didn't feel secure about singing, so he gave them to the other guys. Yep. You know, to me, one of my all-time favorite fucking Kiss songs is Parasite. That's a great song. I mean, and when Ace broke it out fucking live, man, I I just told my wife, your sister, I said, why the fuck did he never sing that on the fucking album? He played it when we saw him. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like, fuck. And honestly, the band that he's got with him now, they're fucking great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were great. So, hey, this episode has went longer than this fucking album, to be honest with you. <laughs> so, hey, Gene, we just one-upped you again. <laughs> so... You know, not that we're going to stamp the money bag logo on this and get sued for real, but anyway, you know, you could go on and on about this album. Yeah. Um, it like I said, it holds a special place in my heart. I hope everybody out there listening is a fan of this album. If you're new to Kiss or vinyl, pick one up, give it a shot. Yeah. Um, I feel like uh, I don't want to go too long here. We're getting ready to end, but. A lot of people give Kiss a lot of shit, and and rightly so. Like that, but Kiss is still super fun to listen to. Like, don't be too fucking hard, especially on these early years, or you know, the early years without when they took their makeup off. Like, there's a bunch of fun stuff to listen to. Just have fun and listen to it. Oh yeah, and like I said earlier, they never claimed to say that they were the most technical musicians in the world. But it's fucking, it's fun to listen to. So don't listen to it from that aspect. Listen to it from a a fun, you know, just when I have a good time aspect. To me, and this is the last thing I'll say, 
especially the early stuff, it feels like early Van Halen when they were both sort of like party bands, right? Like, it, oh, it's, Van Halen was it, like the biggest party band. But you know what I mean? It gives you sort of that same vibe, right? But that could just be the Miller High Life talking. Ah, uh, the Champagne of beers, folks. Run out and grab you one. Throw on some Kiss Destroyer. <laughs> Do it. Just fucking break it down and break down the house. All right, so we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, hit us up at Beers, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews at Yahoo.com or on the Facebook page. And as always, we should do more research. Trav, what do you think? <laughs> fucking research. <laughs> I know, folks. We're busy. We never do any research. But hey, go check out Kiss Destroyer if you do not have it. And hey. Go, yeah, just fucking go get it. Just go get it. And remember, if you don't like Kiss, fuck, fuck you. you.